Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the MLB DFS Strategy Show from Osmo.com. Yes, there's still baseball going on after uh, quite the weekend in sports. Got NBA, NHL still going on. Of course, NFL. Terry made some money yesterday. Terry McBride is the co-host. You guys saw us a couple times last week. Could give us a couple times this week talking some MLB DFS. How's it going, Terry? Doing good, bud. Doing good. Like you said, it was a good little start to the NFL season for me. So uh, happy about that. And uh, yeah, ready to dive back into baseball. I have pretty much no idea what happened in baseball yesterday, of course, like everybody. But right. uh, we know what's going on for today. So uh, yeah, pretty psyched to dig in. Yeah, I took a peek at some of the tournaments yesterday. They were pretty small across the sites. Uh, so I wanted to see. I'm not even sure if a lot of the pros were playing. So it actually might be a pretty good time. If you do really love playing MLB DFS, maybe you're a lower stakes player getting in on some of the action on Sunday. Um, maybe the pro players that are paying attention, especially because it locks usually right as NFL starts, might actually be um, some good contests you can find there. You're going to get some casual people. Um, but yeah, I mean, tons of money to be won yesterday. Not by me, per se, uh, as I, I took a pretty rough, uh, I had a pretty rough week one, um, but looking forward to playing some MLB. Uh, I, I like you, Terry. I didn't play yesterday um, as I was focused on some NFL, some showdowns. And we've got, this is obviously an MLB show, but we do have to talk about what we've got going on. Already a ton of showdown content. There's two Monday night games tonight. Uh, so if you like reading some of Emacs articles, uh, Zach Bruner has uh, some NFL betting articles as well. If you're into that, go over to Osmo Odds, Odd Shopper, if you want to find kind of the best tools around and get the best line because why wouldn't you want to get the best line um if you're making some wages tonight legally of course um head over to odd shopper it's a really cool tool the guys behind the scenes did an awesome awesome job um so go show them some love and again get the best lines and check out all of our betting content we are of course presented by yahoo daily fantasy sports uh the most trusted name in fantasy sports Yahoo has CSV edit. So if you're looking to play uh, some of these MLB contests tonight, we've got some multi-entry tournaments. They're $15 tonight, 10 max. Um, so in MLB, you're not going to get a ton of the 150 maxes like we talk about on some other sites, but they do have some 25 maxes, uh, especially on non-NFL days. They've got uh, 
NHL, they've got golf going on, U.S. Open this week, another really exciting uh, few days in sports, and then we'll, we'll creep into week two, NBA, the finals, uh, I'm sorry, the conference finals are going on right now, not quite the finals, it's just so weird to have all this together, like, I have to remind myself that there's still NHL, there's still NBA going on, I've been playing some NHL, um, and I like playing over on Yahoo because it's multiple goalies. So some people hate the goalies. I kind of, you know, I like the goalie tilt over on Yahoo. And then, of course, NFL. Uh, massive, massive contests posted over on Yahoo for week two. They've got a 350K baller, 10% going to first. So a nice flat payout structure. And they're only taking 12% management fee. That's about three-fourths of what you're going to get elsewhere. It's a really great deal playing on Yahoo. They had a huge overlay. Uh, in their $10 yesterday. I got into that. I maxed that out and it did not go well, but uh, I like that. I was actually making money right as the game start. You know, you can see how much money you're currently winning. I was making more than the entries and uh, that's always nice. It went downhill from there, but uh, not, not Yahoo's fault. That is user error. So go support Yahoo. They've got some pretty awesome contests, especially if you are uh, looking to play um, some NFL. All right, Terry, we, do you want to just quick talk about what's going on with the slates today? We've got an early lock over, over on DraftKings, and then what else after that? Because it seems like you've got a pretty good grasp on this throughout the sites. Yeah, so I had to kind of Frankenstein my sheet together last night uh, for the early bird with Jason, so I've got at least of where things were. If anything changed it while I was asleep, apologies, but uh, <laughs> looks like DK has a uh, 4 o'clock or 410 uh, lock for a seven game slate that they're calling their main slate but that includes three games that are uh, seven inning games that are the first game of a double header so we're gonna have some wacky lineups in there potentially and we're gonna have some uh, restricted uh, potential with only seven innings in those games FanDuel has a early slate that includes two of the evening games and whatever the four o'clock game is I think it's the Phillies Marlins game and then they also have a three game main slate that includes the two evening games and the late Dodgers Padres game. So they're doing two separate three game slates that include two of the same games. And DraftKings is just doing one big seven game for everything. So it's going to be fun. Uh, apologies in advance to everybody out there. If my pricing is wrong, as we're talking about some of these things, because of the way I had to put it together, some of the pricing moved around to the wrong spots. So we'll see what happens, but the data is correct, which is what matters. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully Terry and I can get on the same page as far as which game, which part of the doubleheader we're talking about. I believe I've got all the games show, uh, showing up, um, so we'll just kind of run through the seven for DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, or I'm sorry, just DraftKings. Actually, FanDuel and Yahoo are, uh, are like you said, they're running some different times, uh, weird early slate on FanDuel. Uh, Yahoo is going to lock at... 7:35 Eastern. Um, so right after the Monday night game starts, you can put in some Yahoo MLB lineups, 1K to first in their $15 10 max. It's a pretty good tournament. Um, so let's start here with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Uh, and if I'm wrong in any pitchers, uh, feel free to let me know. But this is what I've got so far. I've got Pittsburgh at a 2.3 implied total here, and then a 3.8 for the Reds. Uh, Cody Ponce and Trevor Bauer uh, on the slate. And I believe I have this one right because uh, Bauer is very, very popular. 10-8 on DraftKings, minuscule total. 
against him. He's going to be one of the more popular pitchers on the day. Got to love the matchup here. Probably not even that interesting to talk about just because of how good he's been, how good the matchup is. Um, is there any reason to, to get off Bauer here? That's kind of the question that I like to ask with these super obvious stud pitchers. So not really. I mean, he is just absolutely in a prime, prime spot. You mentioned the matchup. He's been pitching lights out all year. So he's just absolutely dealing. Might be the best pitcher in baseball with what he's doing right now. He's found a great, great mix of pitches. Um, so, yeah, I love Bauer in this spot. The one thing we have to be aware of, of course, is it is one of the seven inning games uh, for pitching that could play to our advantage, especially with a guy like Bauer. Uh, we were talking about it on the early bird last night you get a seven inning game. That's a really good opportunity for Bauer to get to that complete game and a pitcher like him against a team like this, that could be a complete game shutout. I mean, he could just breeze through this lineup for seven innings, strike out a bunch of hitters. So I really, really like the spot for him. It makes a ton of sense to me that he's getting as much uh, attention as he is. Uh, so I don't think there's anything we really can do uh, to get off that 56% ownership for him. It's just such a good spot. There are other good pitchers on the slate. Of course, uh, you can pivot to, a Kershaw, a Lamette, and, uh, and do fine, you know, but uh, he's just in this matchup by far, I think, the class of the slate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the complete game shutout is very live here. Uh, the 2.3 runs, I was looking at that kind of funny. I can't remember the last time I've seen a total that low, but um, then as you were talking, I, it dawned on me that uh, it is a seven-inning game, so yeah. it makes sense for the low totals. Um, for bats, that's obviously not optimal. I don't think this is going to be a game you're going to target for bats much anyways maybe some Cincinnati guys against Cody Ponce um but yeah Bauer was showing up in around 90% of my lineups if I were to, to make 150 for the slate uh over on on DraftKings just the, the premier option uh there's no one I want to target against him it's a seven game slate I, I think it's even a little too cute to be looking to play Pirates especially in a seven inning game with um with limited opportunities and a tiny implied total what about Ponce on the other side? Um, 4K, and he threw 71 and 77 pitches in his last two outings. Um, going up against the Reds, I mean, let's say in a nine-inning game, you give him like a four-and-a-half total here. Not too bad for a 4K pitcher. Is he someone you're interested in uh, on DraftKings specifically? So I, I think for 4K, you can definitely roll him out just as a pricing play, just as a guy who's going to pitch a couple innings, most likely not take in negative and give you a few points for that money. I mean, that's that's half the price of, uh, well, not half, but it's uh, two-thirds the price of uh, of a couple of the bats on the slate. So I think we can definitely do that and, uh, and weaponize it. I, I do like the Reds' offense. Uh, I would be concerned about the upside there. They're 10th in baseball, uh, 49 homers against righties this year, 194 ISO, 97 WRC+, plus. so trending toward league average uh, WRC+, plus, a little below. 24.6% uh, strikeout rate is a little up, but 12.3% uh, walk rate. So showing some patience against a pitcher uh, who doesn't have a ton of experience could be a recipe for a bad spot for him, but again, only four grand even if he gets a little bit dinged up, as long as he doesn't take it too negative, we're not really worried about it. So I think we can justify it. He's not much of a pitcher. Uh, just looking at, uh, you know, some of his, uh, his minor league career, been a bunch of years at double a mid threes to four X pip at double a, not a ton of strikeouts in you know, a low to mid twenties, uh, in, in which in double a doesn't really translate upward 17.3% uh, so far in this year, in uh, the show this year. So, not much there, but again, it's all price. 
Uh, Jack in chat says, is there any data out there on taking pitchers or hitters in these seven inning games? Advantage, disadvantage? I would say, so I haven't done the work, um, but just based on how projections uh, shake out for these seven inning games for hitters, it's obviously a disadvantage. I mean, you're capping your upside. Um, it's already hard enough to hit a, hit on a stack, but you don't get those extra two innings if you're the road team and the home team, if you can only get six innings out of your stack. I mean, that's a third of the game um, that you're just taking out. So um, I would say very clear disadvantage for hitters. For pitchers, um, I, I don't really know because not a lot of pitchers go deep into the games anymore. Um, and you would say, yeah, okay, you're capping the upside for Bauer if he has a great performance. He can't go nine innings, but he can still get the complete game shutout. That's more attainable in a seven-inning start. Um, so I would say it caps – kind of upside all around. Um, but for pitchers, I don't really have that big of an issue for it. Plus if they can get to five innings, they can still get the win and they only need, you know, two innings of the bullpen. Um, yeah, and and down for four, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. That's something I was going to bring up is it, it, I think increases it. I haven't done the math on it either, but I think it would definitely follow that it increases the win equity uh, and the, the ability to, uh, to book that because especially for a team with a strong bullpen, or a team with a strong closer and a couple weak arms in the middle, that just shrinks that window of time that those guys are going to have to be in there. So I absolutely agree with you there. And you're right. These guys aren't pitching nine inning complete game shutouts anyway. So it's not like we're taking a lot off the top of them, uh, but it's definitely a disadvantage to the bats. So if you guys out there, if you're building with these stacks, and I do think you can build with the reds a little bit today, um, particularly like the top of the lineup there, but you just have to be really aware that we're taking a plate appearance, possibly two off the top of these guys uh, off the top of their bats. So you're going to need them to go off early in these, in this game and, uh, and get you a couple extra plate appearances there to get anything out of it. We saw one of these stacks. I forget which one like last week or the week before in a seven inning game explode for, you know, eight, 10 and 11 runs, something like that, but it's not something we can rely on. It's definitely going to be a disadvantage and it would take them down my board as far as uh, ranking stacks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why it's so valuable to subscribe to a site or do your own projections um, because you can just kind of play them how they're projected like you normally would. Um, upside is capped. Like Terry said, you're going to take away a plate appearance. That doesn't mean that the stack can't go off. That just means it's less likely to go off because of those extra couple, uh, extra at bat or extra couple at bats. Um, so that's why you're seeing the low implied total. Um, but we've seen 3.8 implied total teams uh, win tournaments multiple times this season and we'll continue to see it uh, pop up every once in a while. So um, yeah, I think there are bats to like here uh, at Winker. If he's in the lineup at 3,900, uh, I like him against Ponce, a bottle leading off for 4,200. Um, who would you, who would be your favorite bat uh, on this red side? If you could only pick one. I, I'm a big, big Winker fan there, but uh, you threw him out. So I'll, I'll just grab Suarez there. Uh, no real struggles, righty-righty. Uh, just tremendous amount of power. I uh, get a very good home run mark on him on my home run model here. So uh, I like the... Uh... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
the ability for him to uh, put one over the wall despite uh, a little bit of struggles this year. And then, uh, so great question by Jack before. Another question here by Steven. Does DK price accordingly on hitters for a seven-inning game? Um, I think it probably depends. Like if they're, if it's a makeup game from the night before, maybe pricing's already out. They've already ran their algorithm. Um, but I think for the most part, you're seeing decreased prices um, on these reds, like Suarez at 4,400, Winker under 4K, Votto 4,200. Moustakis looks like priced like normal at 5,100 here. Um, but even the secondary guys all priced in the twos, uh, six through nine for the, for this red stack. So I would say yes, when they know it's going to be a double header uh, days beforehand. Yeah, it seems like, and that's a, that's a good call by the way, by what you said there, just clicking through some of the other games, it does look like they kept the star players kind of up in that high, you know, that 5k range, but they dropped everybody else. So interesting. And thought to look at that. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, move it on to. The next game, another 4-10 Eastern start. We've got the Phillies and the Marlins. Four implied total for the Phillies. 4.6 for the Marlins. Vince Velasquez, uh, Pablo Lopez Velasquez coming in at 6,300. But a, high, a pretty high implied total uh, going up against him against this surprising Marlins team. Pablo Lopez at 7,200. The favorite here about minus 130. Um, I read your quick hits article and Terry does the quick hits for anybody that doesn't know, um, MLB article every day takes a look at stacks and ownership. That is an absolutely free article. So go to the MLB tab to click on that. Um, and I saw you had some interest in the Marlins. So you want to talk about them against the, uh, volatile Vince Velasquez here? <laughs> volatile Vince. That's uh, yeah, that is pretty apt. Uh, that's his thing. He, he's just a little bit all over the place all the time. He's really prone to putting guys on base. Uh, one three seven career whip, so he's just, he's always walking guys, always got guys on base, and then he gives up the home run. So he's a guy we can target for that big knock, and and you know try and get exactly what we want out of a stack. And I think the Marlins are improved. Uh, the offense isn't quite as ugly as it looked uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, just taking a look, and if you go by the numbers for what they've done so far this year, it looks pretty ugly. They're 29th in baseball with 27 home runs against righties. Tied with the Pirates for dead last with a 136 ISO, uh, but they have a 95 WRC plus through uh, through that sample. Pittsburgh's, who they're tied with in ISO, is at 66. So they've been producing runs better than other bad offenses, and I think they've done enough to improve this offense through the addition of Starling Marte and through the call-ups of Isan Diaz and uh, Jazz Chisholm. That, especially from the left side of the plate. If Vince has one of those bumpy games where he's walking the world, we can definitely get to him here. And I like some of the lefty upside. I like some of the lefty power. Part of it is lineup dependent. I want to see Jazz Chisholm get in that lineup at the back, at the back end so that we can put him next to Diaz uh, and run like a, a Diaz Chisholm wraparound up to a Dickerson Morte, Aguiar, Dickerson Morte, Joyce up top. Uh, and then I think you can build with the middle of that stack as well. Just something straight line from a Dickerson, Marte, Aguiar, Joyce, Anderson, or Cooper in there. There's enough there. There's some power in there, and there are guys who can hit. So against a pitcher like Vince, I don't hate doing it. And this is one of our four full games. The other games have a matchup between Vinilson Lamette and Clayton Kershaw, a matchup between Jose Berrios and, uh, and uh, Dylan Cease who I know Cease has been a little bumpy, but he could definitely put up a big game. So it's not a great spot for a lot of offenses. And picking from the teams that are playing full games, 
the Marlins actually look to be one of the better options. They're drawing a ton of ownership on DK from what I'm seeing now that I'm looking at the ownership because their pricing is so low, which I was kind of expecting. That's why they landed in the chalky stacks uh, piece last night. Uh, so we'll look today after the show. Uh, I'll write out st- stack slants and see where we get different. But I think these Marlins are really in play tonight. Yeah, I, I was I didn't want to rate on your parade, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the the top stacks. Look, I mean, they still have one of the highest top stack probabilities of everyone. They're one of the nine inning games, as you mentioned. Uh, highest top value percentage on DK by a decent amount. And then uh, their ownership is high, but they're not the highest. There's a couple teams around them, Atlanta that we'll get to. And then uh, Minnesota is going to just be super popular. They're on every slate. Uh, They're on, so they're going to be the most popular team, I think by a long shot. Um, Yeah. And I don't think people will respect seats in that spot. So I think that, I think the twins will get ownership there. If you just take a quick peek uh, at the individual ownership, a lot of that is boosted up by we've got uh, min price Matt Joyce hitting cleanup. He's drawing like 30% right now. Uh, we were expecting that he was going to get a huge number. He's a guy that I, if you get three guys on base in front of him, he's a great bet at that price to put one over the wall for you. So I like him there, but he's tough to justify at 30%. But then you can get to guys, you know, Anderson's under 10, Cooper's right around 10. Aguiar's uh, like 15 and Marte's like 12. So you can build a little four-man with those guys and then attach one of the higher-end guys and not really sweat the ownership too, too much. So the team ownership's being pulled up a little bit by some of those like ridiculously popular guys, but there are definitely people on this team. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. I mean, uh, you should always look at the top stack tool. I think when you're building, whether you're hand-building or using an optimizer just to see um, the optimizer plays, which plays are a little bit tougher to get to but you should also look at individual ownership if you're worried about stacking a team. There's two guys soaking up, uh, well, three guys soaking up a ton of ownership on this Marlins stack that's bringing it up. Um, and two of them are just super cheap in Diaz and Joyce. And then, I mean, there's a couple guys in the low uh, low double digits, like 10, 13%. Um, you can get Brian Anderson at under 10% right now on DK. So the full stack actually probably won't be 20% owned. It will be popular, and especially as, as fill-ins, those two, those two or three guys at the top. Uh, but I don't think this is one you need to get off of. Uh, if it had a three percent chance of being the top stack, and it was super high value, and they had a three point six implied total instead of four point six, then yeah, I would look to go elsewhere. But right now, um, their individual ownerships don't look too um, too ridiculous for me to to get off this team. And I'm starting a ton of my teams with Bauer, um, so I will have some Marlins. Phillies are a pretty tough team to get to. Uh, you're going to start with Bauer. You've got Harper at 5,700, Real Muto at 5,100. And then even some of the guys you're not as wild about, Segura and uh, Gregorius are both in the mid fours. Uh, do, do you see yourself getting any Phillies against Pablo Lopez here? Yeah, I, you know, I think we can. I think we're probably going to, we're going to need some big bats from somewhere, right? And this is, again, it's one of the, uh, full nine inning games. So just looking at the top stacks, they're ranked uh, what, fifth on uh, DK, but they're going a little bit on their own because of that pricing. So this is one of the spots where we can maybe squeeze out a little bit of advantage when we talk about ownership and we talk about leverage. Uh, that 5,700 price is keeping Harper's ownership down under 5%. Uh, you know, we're getting some of the other hitters in that lineup are getting up around 10, but that's workable for a shortish, short-ish kind of a slate. 
so depending on how the lineup falls too, I think they're dealing with some uh, bumps and bruises on uh, Real Muto and uh, a couple of the other guys, Hoskins, I think. So we might see a guy like Alec Bohm move up the lineup. We might see a guy like Adam Hazley move up the lineup. And those guys are going to be cheap. Those guys will get more ownership, I think, if they uh, if they move up. And it will do interesting things to the team number. But I think we could still pick off like a, a Hoskins, McCutcheon, uh, you know, Didi. I, I don't really have much problem rolling Didi out there most of the time. Uh, so I can do that. Even though you are taking shortstop down a peg by putting him in there, he's capable. He can hit the ball over the wall. Segura, not as much, but every now and then you get a little power out of him. You get a little speed out of him. So I can justify it if nobody else is going to those guys as far as a construction and as far as a short slate without a ton of uh, good options for offense. Um, don't love the pricing on them. I wish some of these bats were less expensive. Uh, definitely would be easier to get to a DD and a Segur if they were a few hundred bucks less. I like the looks of like a McCutcheon for 41, though. I'll always pay McCutcheon uh, at a discount. So I don't mind this stack, and uh, I think we can probably uh, lean into it a little bit. Lopez, not much uh, on, in terms of like strikeouts. Uh, he limits home runs a little bit. He's given up three and 40 innings this year. He's a career 414 XPIP over 210 innings, 57% uh, ground balls, which is where the uh, ability to limit power comes from. Decent whiff on his four-seamer, but he doesn't have a ton of stuff, doesn't have a ton of strikeout stuff. So I think the Phillies could get to him here. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of getting to Phillies. I'm not getting to them much right now. I'm getting to, um, like, if I'm going up to the top, uh, I like going to the Dodgers against Lamette as kind of a leverage play or going with the Chalky Twins. Like, I get why they're going to be popular. Mm -hmm. um, going with a couple teams with, with huge, huge power. Um, and I think I'm going to get to them a little bit more than the Phillies here. Makes sense. And, and looking at the top stacks, the Dodgers look to be in a great spot too. They're uh, a couple spots above the Phillies and also going on their own. And uh, when we get there, I imagine we'll see that's for the same reason with pricing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move it on to the third game. It looks like uh, I knew this was going to happen. I had the wrong pitchers listed. So let me know if you've got uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals. Uh, I've got Kwong Hyung Kim and Josh Lindblom. Is that who you have going? That is who I have going. In okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, 3.2 implied total for the cards. 3.4 for the Brewers is going to be a 5-10 Eastern start. Uh, this is the first game of their doubleheader. So this is going to be a seven-inning doubleheader, and that's why you're seeing the, the tiny implied totals. Kim at 7K, Lindblom at 7,400. Lindblom looks like uh, a pretty popular play over on DK at 7,400. Where does he kind of rank in your hierarchy of pitchers between like the Lopez, Velasquez? Uh, I guess we could throw Cease in there, but it's really – Kim, Lope, uh, Lindblom, Velasquez, and Lopez in the 6 to 7K range uh, for guys that we're looking at. So what are you seeing for Lindblom against the Cardinals here? Yeah, I, I like Lindblom. Uh, he's, he's a guy that uh, had some hopes for uh, coming back over from the KBO, and uh, he came over with a, a just variety of pitches. He throws all of them. Uh, he's got six different pitches in his mix, uh, and he throws uh, each at at least 9% usage. So he's throwing a bunch of junk up there. Uh, he gets good whiff on a uh, fastball slider, a splitter, and a curveball. Uh, he's allowed three home runs this year on his four-seamer. Uh, it's a 2,500 RPM four-seamer uh, that works and uh, has a nice rising effect to it. So might have just been a case where he left a couple pitches just hanging up in the zone a little bit, didn't get enough on him. Uh, 14 strikeouts on that pitch this year, 12 with his splitter. Uh, throws all his pitches to both hands. 
He's rejoining the rotation. He pitched the last two times out of the pen. Just saw an inning out of the pen. He was uh, like the fifth banana in the rotation, and uh, they put him in the bullpen because they had a, just scheduling issues. Uh, so it wasn't really performance-based, but uh, could be a little bit of a question about whether we're going to see a full five out of him, a uh, full six out of him. But I don't really uh, worry too much about it. Cardinals, uh, 31 home runs is 27th in baseball against righties. It's somewhat limited by the fact that they missed like two weeks of the season and haven't made up all those games yet. Uh, but they're also 27th in ISO at 141. So not generating a ton of power against uh, against right-handed pitching. So I think Lindbaum could put up a decent start here. He ranks, uh, for me, I, I kind of agree with where Alex has him. He's like below the top tier, but he's probably out of those guys in that 7K range, my favorite. Uh, I would put Cease above him just in terms of I, I like Cease's upside. I see talent there. Uh, and I'll probably go down in flames with him again tonight. But uh, I, I think we could, uh, I think that's probably how I would rank it. But yeah, I like Lindblom here and uh, get a decent little projection. Yeah, I like Lindblom uh, as well. Right now, he's my second highest home pitcher, but take that with a grain of salt because I have, like I said, 88% Bauer and then it drops off a cliff. And Lindblom's my second highest home pitcher at. 20.7 percent so uh it's just gonna be a bunch of bauer and then uh mix in all these guys is is how i'd be playing this slate um what about bats in this game with the seven innings uh with the seven inning uh double header they've got uh, for both of their games tonight with this one being the one on the slate you're seeing the tiny implied totals um it just really knocks off uh any stackability i guess um unless these two teams are, are getting completely unowned, but looking at the top stack tool, um, Milwaukee really low chance of being the top stack. They're technically under owned St. Louis, kind of the same deal. They're, they're just not going to get stacked at all. So is there one that you would rather go to over the other in this game? Yeah, I think if I, you know, gun to my head, uh, hanging over a pit of Vipers or something, so I have to play one of these teams, it would probably be the Brewers. Uh, just they they profile. Okay. Against left-handed pitching. Um, not a ton, a ton of home runs. They're 13th with 17 home runs, but they're sixth with a 219 ISO in the split and uh, 120 WRC plus. So 20% better than average. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bridge creating runs against lefties. We've talked about this lineup not being what we expected them to be, but that comes more against right-handed pitching. Um, so that would be the team I would go to, but totally agree. I think this is a bad spot for offense. Seven inning game, limited, limited opportunity here. Um, I'm curious, actually, I got to ask the boss because he's got a note on the top uh, stacks tool that it doesn't account for the seven inning game factor. And we're still getting these teams ranked all the way down at the bottom. So I'm curious if he's changed that and forgot to take the note down so that it does account for the seven innings and they're ranked appropriately from that. Or these teams just suck. And even if it was a nine inning game, they'd be ranked this way. I'm really curious. I would think that he fixed that. Um, I would guess yeah. so. Or the run total maybe fixed it. Yeah, just because, yeah, so the implied total, like, and his implied total is going to be tiny because he projects every game. He comes up with his own implied totals, and they're a little bit different um, from what you'd see, like, on an actual uh, betting site. Um, but, yeah, just looking at how low 
like the Cardinals are at 0.2%, uh, or I'm sorry, 0.2% of being the top stack, 5%. I'm sorry, I messed that up. 0.2% ownership share, 5% top stack. So hard to say. It's going to be a low probability regardless, uh, whatever way you slice it. If it's a nine-inning game, if it's a seven-inning game, these two teams aren't ones that I'm looking to get to very often, uh, but I do agree. I think I would get to the Brewers more often uh, than the Cardinals here. Um, let's head on over to Atlanta and Baltimore. Uh, this is going to be one we're going to have to talk about for bats. Tuki Toussaint and Jorge Lopez are your pitchers. 5.8 implied total for the Braves. Highest on the slate by a pretty good margin. About a full run over uh, the next best team. And then 4.4 for the Orioles. And they're priced pretty well. Um, we want to get the pitchers out of the way here. Toussaint and Lopez. Do you, do you have any interest in either of these guys? Lopez, no, not really. Toussaint, maybe. <laughs> I think maybe we can justify some Tuki. Uh, you know, we're short on options overall. He's cheap. Uh, that would be the biggest things in his favor. Uh, we've seen him get dinged up a little bit in some of his starts that he made. He's coming back. This is his first action since uh, August 23rd. So I'm not even sure what the leash is going to be. And so it would be a price play. It would be a little bit of an upside play against what I consider to be a not that great lineup. The kid does have potential. He does have some strikeout stuff. Uh, 28 strikeouts in his 21 and two-thirds innings so far this year. But like I said, he's made mistakes. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to leave pitches hanging. And that's kind of what's happened to him. Uh, he's getting decent whiff on his splitter and his breaking balls, but everything's been hit hard this year. He's given up two home runs on his fastball, two on his slider, and one on his curveball. So to me, that doesn't show much of as that he's really struggling so much as growing pains. Kid who's just made a, a couple mistakes. So maybe, maybe we could get away with a good start from him. Uh, against a not that great offense, but the Orioles active roster does rank 13th in baseball with 40, 44 home runs in the split, 15th with one, uh, 176 ISO, and they've got a 105 WRC plus, so they're better at creating runs than the average. So it's a tricky spot for them. Uh, it's not one I would push on people, let's put it that way, but it's one I'll probably put in my own lineups. Yeah, I, I like getting to some Toussaint. Uh, I'm over the field on him right now, um, but... I would really like to have flat exposures for my non-bowel pitchers. So he would just be another guy that I mix in. I don't think there's a slam dunk option on the slate besides Bauer. You've got matchup concerns with pretty much every other pitcher. Um, and not only matchup concerns, but just general question of are these guys even good pitchers or not? Um, so it's just a matter of making the prices work. I'm really focusing on bats and, uh, and Trevor Bauer tonight and differentiating elsewhere. Um, now, bats in this game, I think we're probably going to have interest on both sides. Uh, Toussaint's been a little bit shaky, and then the Braves have a 5.8 implied total. Uh, right now, the highest percentage chance of being the top stack on DraftKings' seven-game slate. Um, who are your favorite uh, Braves bats here? Um, can I just say one through nine pretty much? Yeah, everybody. that works perfectly. There you go. <laughs> I wrote that in my column last night. Dude, just, yeah, this, this team is loaded top to bottom right now. So uh, I think we could get into basically any piece of this lineup. You're going to sacrifice some plate appearances if you just stack with the bottom. But your projected seven, eight, nine hitters are Adam Duvall, Austin Riley, and Ozzie Albies. Uh, I, I mean, and that's fantastic. And they're 45, 45, and 4,400. Uh, so you're not even spending that much to grab that little three-man. Uh, those righties kill right-handed pitching. 
they've been absolutely crushing righties. So people might go away from a guy like an Adam Duvall thinking he's an all-or-nothing home run hitter, probably struggles against same-handed pitching. Uh, this year, 11 of his 13 home runs are against same-handed pitching. He's carrying a 257, 315, 614 slash with a 356 ISO against righties this year. He's murdering right-handed pitching. Riley has six of his seven home runs against righties, uh, 197 ISO and a uh, WRC plus, just a percent below league average. So we'll forgive that. We'll call that league average. Uh, if we include last year, he's got 17 home runs, a 199 ISO and 351 plate appearances against righties. So I, I, those two have big, big home run upside. And then you get to Ozzie Albies, who works as a wraparound. He can cap off the end of the stack for you. I just love the bottom of the lineup. And then, by the way, you go up to the top of the lineup, you've got Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Ozuna, who's smoking everything this year. Uh, I just, yeah, top to bottom, we can work with the Braves here, Greg, uh, just however you can fit them in. Yeah, Braves, um, I think a lot of people's top stack on the night, and I certainly get that. They're going to be up there for me. Uh, top stack percentage, very high. Ownership percentage, high. Um, but if you do full stack them, it's probably unlikely that you're going to get a popular pitcher pairing. So that's what I like about them. Um, you might have to get off Bauer if you want to stack, you know, top four or five guys. Um, and, you know, there's always some merit in getting unique line of construction. So I think the Braves do offer that. Uh, Orioles got a couple cheap guys batting near the top. Mullins, uh, one of the more popular guys on the slate, DJ Stewart at 2,400. Um Man, they look like a pretty good value, but when that's the case, uh, they usually go a little bit over-owned. Um, do you like Baltimore here? I can get to some based on value, but just looking at the top stacks, around 12% team ownership, I could be around that. If it goes higher, which I expect it will, just as people start actually building for this slate and realizing that there's not a lot to work with, I might come in under it. I'll definitely have some, though. I mean, I think the uh, against Tucson, who we've seen get lit up, even without a Santander in this lineup, I think there's enough to work with around uh, the guys that you named, plus uh, Renato Nunez, uh, Ryan Mountcastle in there. Uh, Mountcastle in particular, good amount of pop, uh, very high pedigree kid coming up here. Uh, he's only 3,500 and only drawing like 13.5% ownership in the projection right now. So I really like that bat. Uh, he's got... Uh, handful of home runs already this year four home runs already this year in his 82 plate appearances 347 415 569 slash 222 iso wrc plus 65 percent above average so pretty darn good start to a career so i can definitely grab some of him and then just build around him he's in a big rbi spot hitting fifth uh and then yeah i would i would start from mullins go down to him or you know pick a spot in the lineup around uh, him and dj stewart something like that yeah, Mountcastle uh, shipped my money. Adam Scherer's favorite player ever, apparently. Uh, he's been tweeting about Mountcastle every time this guy dies. Adam's saying that he's he's basically Mike Trout, but better. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, bold predictions there. But yeah, definitely a promising start to his career. 3500 bucks, Get a pretty good price uh, with actually one of the better implied totals because of how the slate shakes out here. 4.4 is usually, you know, bottom 10% or so on a, on a full slate. But here, um, that's the third highest total we've talked about so far through four games. So they're definitely, like, they're easily in the top half uh, for Baltimore, which is kind of crazy. Um, but that's what seven-inning doubleheaders do. Uh, let's go to the Twins and the White Sox. We've got a 4.9 applied total for the Twins, 4.2 
for the Sox, Jose Barrios and Dylan Cease are your pitchers. Uh, Barrios about a minus 130, 135 favorite. Um, Cease, 8,400. Do you have any interest in him going up against the popular Twins bats? And I, I think I already know the answer, but what do you want to tell the audience? <laughs> yeah, I'll have some Cease. <laughs> he's, a, uh, he's a guy I like. Uh, I, I think there's a ton of upside in the arm. Uh, we've seen it uh, as far as the talent, the stuff, but he's just never been able to put it together. He's a strikeout pitcher, and he's only striking out 15.4% of hitters this year, which is very concerning. Uh, and just looking at it, it's not like he's focusing on control and command because he's still walking like 10.4% hitters, uh, which is right around there, 10.3, which is right around his career average uh, and his minor league trends. So I'm trying to explain the lack of strikeouts. I'm trying to explain the power that he's given up this year uh, and what's going on. I was talking about it with Jason last night, and this is me just completely spitballing something. But the only thing I can find that he's doing different this year is he's throwing his slider with a lot more spin on it, which suggests that he changed the dynamic of how he snaps that pitch off or how he grips it. That pitch is doing fine, but his curveball is getting smoked and his curveball is not getting nearly the whiff that it used to. So I'm theorizing wildly that maybe something with how he grips or how he releases his slider is tipping when he doesn't do that with his curveball and he's throwing the other breaking pitch. Total guess on my part, total speculation, something I want to watch for in this start. I think the kid's got upside. I think he's got opportunity. He could put up a decent strikeout game, 25.2% uh, uh, strikeout rate against righties for this team, Twins team, but they do have a lot of power. Uh, fourth in baseball with 59 home runs, 212 ISO, and a 110 WRC plus against right-handed pitching this year. I think it's much more likely we see the Twins' power come through than an eight-nine strikeout game from Dylan Cease, but I'm probably going to roll some of them out there in case we do get that game from him. Uh, so... Tricky spot, uh, $7,500 on FanDuel is a little bit more comfy if you needed the savings. Some of their prices have come up, so they're doing a little bit better of a job there. Uh, 84 on DraftKings, a little tougher to, to you know, justify, but he's not really getting owned because of that. So you're getting like a 4x advantage on his ownership compared to his probability of being the, in the top two, which I like. Yeah, um, man, you can even find – so if you if you do believe in Cease, uh, another – great part about odd shopper is just you can find the best price he's plus 114 at some books he's plus 125 the white Sox are to win this game uh it wouldn't be very surprising <clears throat> if the Sox did win this game i mean this was a guy that people were high on sounds like including yourself coming into the season um maybe just run into a couple tough starts it is a tough matchup uh, but if he can get strikeouts um i don't even mind that number i don't bet mlb much um but it sounds like this is more of a, of a coin flip game. So make your way on over to odd shopper. If you're a cease believer, you're going to get a pretty good number. Um, twins bats are very popular. You could also just, uh, you know, play him in DFS. He's pretty cheap, uh, but he's kind of in no man's land for me over on DraftKings. Like I mentioned, I'm playing, well, both of these guys are, but I'm playing a ton of power. And so I don't think I'm going to get to a lot of Barrios or Cease. It's just the pricing thing. Need some money for bats. Can't really pair those two guys together. Um, twins are popular. I I do like them, but hearing you talk about Cease, and I think I've been, uh, maybe last week, we talked about Cease as well. Um, you're, you're convincing me maybe to, to get off of some of these Twins. I'm always looking for reasons to get off of a popular stack. Um, they're stacked, uh, no pun intended, 
But uh, there's also some other good options with the Braves and the Dodgers if you're looking to spend up a little bit. So I don't think I'm going to get to where the field's at on the Twins. Um, looking at my exposures right now, um, I will be getting to a bunch of Dodgers, as we'll talk about in a bit. Any interest in White Sox bats against Barrios? Are you a Barrios believer? Yeah, I kind of fall into the middle ground with him. I, I, I don't know if he's for real. I, he's just so all over the place as far as what his results look like. You know, so I'm not sure. Against this White Sox team, I think these White Sox can definitely get to him. Um, just, you know, in looking at it, he's been great his last four starts. I stole the blurb directly from MLB.com, so this is theirs. But uh, 183, 272, uh, 280 slash across his last four starts. 31 strikeouts in 22 and two-thirds innings. Before that, he was having kind of a bumpy season, giving up a ton of medium contact, but he's limiting hard contact, but also not inducing a lot of soft contact this year. Fastball's up about a mile an hour. He's throwing it a little bit less. Um, so not sure what to make of him. The mix is basically the same. He's giving up like right around average contact. Uh, his strikeouts are decent, 71st percentile on strikeout rate, 70th in whip rate. So he's got a decent arsenal of swing and miss stuff. Uh, and there are some strikeouts in this White Sox lineup, 25.3% uh, team strikeout rate and only a 7.2% walk rate against the, in the split. Um, so you could argue that he could put up a decent start here, a decent strikeout start. But the White Sox also seventh with 51 home runs, 179 team ISO, not as good as I was expecting, 14th in the league, but a 109 WRC plus. So above average creating runs uh, against righties. I would lean more toward the White Sox side. And when this team isn't getting ownership, that's when I like to jump on. Uh, and they are not getting ownership here. They're super expensive. So it's going to limit what you can do with the Bowers of the world. Uh, but if I'm building with like a Miami that we talked about earlier, this is a team that I want to connect them to. So grab three of those Marlins hitters and then help it pay for some of these White Sox hitters. Uh, there's just an immense amount of power in this offense. Uh, and it's another team that basically I can argue a one through nine on, on this team. Uh, I don't get as good home run marks as I normally would be in my model just because of the quality of the pitcher on the other side, but they're still t trending toward the high side of the average uh, range. So I really like these guys one through nine. Uh, Timmy Anderson's a star hitting off uh, playing shortstop. I don't think you lose much of anything uh, playing Tim Anderson over like a Tatis at shortstop. Uh, so I think I think you're fine doing that. And then you roll through the first baseman, the catcher, and the outfielders on this team. There's just a ton to love. Nick Madrigal, sneaky hitting ninth as a, as a second baseman for cheap. So definitely think we can get on. I always get Madrigal using Alex's projections. Yeah. He's owned. Uh, it looks like he's not that bad of a hitter based on how we project him. Um, I always wanted Brios to be better. So that's why I was asking you about him. Uh, like, just are you a believer? It looks like his K rate's up from previous seasons. Maybe he'll continue to take uh, the like more steps into being an ace. But I, I thought this guy was going to be an ace three years ago, and he's been solid, but uh, not quite like a, a Trevor Bauer level where you're striking out like Garrett Cole, 30 plus percent of guys. Um, yeah. but, but he seems like a guy who does have that stuff. So, like, maybe yeah. find something or he. I don't want to say it because, uh, you know, he, he leaves the team and ends up with a different pitching coach. Maybe yeah, they bring exactly. in a different pitching coach and who teaches him something and, you know, add a little spin. Because I think – I don't have it in front of me, but I think that his stuff lacks uh, lacks spin. So he doesn't have that, uh, you know, uh, dynamic effect that some of these other guys and some of the guys that you just named have on some of their stuff. So, yeah, maybe change up the mix, add some spin, do something, and he could, he could get there. Because he does have that upside. He does mm -hmm. have that stuff for sure. 
Twins is just not a very sharp organization. We we can say it. Uh, they've they've had issues developing pitchers. Uh, let's talk about, and this one is not on some of these lineup pages. Uh, I'm seeing Oakland and Seattle <clears throat> is on the DraftKings slate. Uh, now for pitching, I have Luzardo and Marco Gonzalez. Uh, six implied total, three point two going to Oakland. Uh, 2.8 going to Seattle. This is the, I think, I believe this is the last seven inning doubleheader of the night. Feels like every game has been that. This is going to be a 5-10 Eastern start. Um, just a really tricky slate, tr tricky day of MLB games all around. So just pay attention to which site you're playing on, when it locks at, because it's all over the place today, whether you're playing the early slate on FanDuel, the main slate on DK, the main slate on Yahoo. It, it's all, it's all over the place. Um, so we're, we're trying to navigate through this with you guys. Uh, Lazardo at 8,300 and Marco Gonzalez at 7K. Uh, this is my least exposed game right now across the board. Uh, what's your favorite parts of this game? Just take it wherever you'd like. I like the pitching on both sides. I think we can work with these pitchers. Uh, I'm curious, are they not on the top stacks right now? Are the top pitchers right now? So that could be why I didn't get to them. Uh, I yeah, I was just going to click over to see what Alex thinks. I think the boss might have missed him on uh, on that, which I think we can forgive him for on this wacky slate with the way the stuff's coming together. Uh, so we'll get that updated for everybody out there. But yeah, I think I do like both pitchers in this one. Uh, Luzardo's a guy that I've been on uh, since before he made the made it to the league. I, I really, really like the kid. I think there's a ton of upside there. Uh, excellent stuff. Uh, and going up against a weak Mariners lineup uh, in one of these seven inning games. So we talked about the potential, the upside to get to a complete game. Uh, the same is true for Marco. Marco is pitching really well. Uh, and uh, and uh, these A's aren't handling left-handed pitching as well as we would think uh, with all the right-handed hitting in that lineup. So I think we can make an argument for either pitcher. And I think it's an interesting construction to take only pitchers from these seven inning games. And with the pricing on Marco, you can probably, and I haven't tried to do it since I talked about it last night, but if you snap Marco together with Bauer and then start building with your bats, you're getting two guys with increased upside of a win, increased upside of, an, of a complete game. Marco went, I think he pitched a complete game last time out or the time before, went seven innings against a good team the time before that. Jason was reading him off to me on the early bird last night. He's been pitching well and against good teams and deep into games. I think there could be advantage in pairing a Marco and a Bauer and then figuring out what you're going to do with bats. So I really want to see how my constructions come together with this team, with these two pitchers in particular. Um, I mentioned the A's. Uh, I'll just pull it up here so I can uh, give the numbers. Uh, the Mariners are going up against Lizardo. Mariners are 27th in baseball with a 130 ISO, 36% below average uh, WRC plus against lefties. Uh, as a team, their triple slash is 182, 272, 311 against lefties. That is bad. Hitting under the Mendoza line as a team against lefties. So I think we can definitely weaponize Luzardo there. And then the A's on the other side, you think about all those right-handed bats that they're probably going to be pretty good, but they're 24th in baseball, uh, only 11 home runs. It's a limited sample. They've only seen 346 plate appearances, which is 25th in baseball. The Mets are first with 631 in the split. So it's the home runs are a little bit wonky, but they've only got a 162 ISO against lefties and a 102 WRC plus, so two percent above average in uh, creating runs, but not as significant as I thought their offense would be uh, in the split. So I think we could definitely see some uh, some action here on both pitchers. 
Yeah, I, I like Marco a little bit now, the, the more that I look at this. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to get to Lazardo again, just kind of in the cease range, a little bit of a dead range for me. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, Oakland, so they had a big loss yesterday, Matt Chapman out uh, for the rest of the season, which absolutely stinks for this team. That's pretty exciting. Uh, and he was, I mean, he, he, taking him out of that lineup that's already not great against lefties is going to be favorable for Marco. Um, so I don't mind him for 7K. I guess I'm not excited about much of anything in this game from a hitting perspective just because it is another seven-inning uh, game. So I don't really have much else to add to uh, to what you said, Terry. So if we're good moving on from this one, we can go to the last game uh, unless yeah, let me know. I don't think we really need bats in that one either. Uh, I'm with you on that. All right, let's go to the final game of the slate, and then we will get out of here. Uh, right after this, we've got the NFL strategy show, the Monday morning quarterback. I believe, let me let me check on this. I believe it's Laffy Josh. Uh, let me see here. Oh, we don't have our, our schedule updated, but um, I believe it's Laffy Josh and Adam Scherer uh, going over what happened for NFL week one, how we can learn from it. Pretty cool show. Played NFL DFS. You can go tilt in the chat. Um, we've also got showdown NFL projection, uh, NFL rankings, not projections. Projections are behind the paywall for today. Rankings are free. So if you want to see Saquon as an AA value, there you go. But I think the rankings are really awesome to identify low owned players as well. Um, you might get guys with some like maybe bad value, but a wide range of outcomes. Those are the type of guys that can take down a showdown slate for you in NFL DFS. So I'll be playing, I'll be using the projections, but you guys can use the rankings for free today. We've also got uh, MLB player rankings are also going to be free today. So if you're playing some MLB, you're going to want to check those out. Pay attention to the seven inning games, but the rankings do that for you. So you don't really have to worry about that if you're over on Osmo.com. Clayton Kershaw and Nelson Lamette, two quality pitchers on the mound here, 4.3 implied total for the Dodgers, 3.7 for the Pods. Kershaw 10-4, Lamette 9100. Um, man, can you make a case for any of these guys over Trevor Bauer, or is the ownership gap wide enough between Bauer and these guys to uh, to get to them? What do you see here, Terry? Yeah, I mean Clay Kershaw is Clay Kershaw. That's the end of my argument for why you pitch uh, play Clay Kershaw, right? Fair enough. I, I, I've always trusted him. Uh, he's and he's kind of back to. I don't know if he's back to his old self, but he's definitely back to being a, a very reliable, very good pitcher. One nine eighty ERA this year with a two nine nine xFIP, backing that up in his forty one innings, doing what he does. Same stuff, same pitch mix. Leaning on his four seamer, his slider, his curveball, getting good whip on all three pitches. Uh, slider's the best pitch. Uh, his strikeouts are back up twenty eight point two percent. So he'd been struggling when people were worried about where he's at. Uh, he was down to twenty three point eight percent in uh, twenty eighteen. Last year brought it back up to twenty six point eight percent. And again, he's up even further this year. So just, I don't really worry about Clay Kershaw. The one thing that would be the concern is the Padres. You know, their offense, 20, uh, fifth in baseball with 21 home runs against lefties. And that's in only 495 plate appearances. So we mentioned the Mets are first in baseball uh, against lefties with 631 plate appearances. They've only hit 22 home runs in the sample. So the pods definitely hit the ball out of, out of the yard against, uh, against lefties. Uh, 104 WRC plus, so not, producing a ton, a ton of runs by doing it. But uh, that would be your argument against Kershaw is this offense is very good. 
Uh, on the other side, kind of a similar situation. Lamette is a very, very good strikeout pitcher. Uh, last out, he went seven and two thirds, uh, struck out 11 uh, Rockies, uh, gave up six hits, no runs, no walks. Uh, he had given up uh, in each of five starts before that, he had given up one home run, uh, but he, he managed to not do that last time. Was still getting the strikeouts, uh, getting a ridiculous amount of whiff on his slider. It's just a sick pitch. Works off of a 97 mile an hour heavy spin fastball that's up in the zone. It just, it, guys can't touch it. Uh, so he's got tremendous strikeout upside. But the Dodgers are very good at limiting strikeouts against lefties. 21.8% uh, for the team this year, ninth best in baseball. Uh, they're only 16th in the league with 15 home runs uh, in the split, 23rd with a 151 ISO, and uh, their WRC plus is below average. So I was a little surprised by that for a team whose offense we really respect. So it's kind of a wacky spot. Everything is, is working uh, in different ways. I think Lamette could have a good strikeout game here. And I think he could limit the Dodgers offense, but I'm not 100% sure. So I'm not as confident in rolling him out as I normally would be. And the price is big. Uh, FanDuel in particular, 10-1 is tough to justify against this team. 9-1, I can work with a little bit more on DraftKings. Uh, so I'll have more shares of them over there for sure. Yeah, I love the Dodgers tonight. Uh, nothing against Lamette. Uh, just a, a volatile guy. Gives up a bunch of hard contact, and the Dodgers are just elite against righties. Uh, third highest WRC plus, second highest ISO. I mean, they're absolutely stacked. Maybe the most stacked lineup in the MLB. What's that? I just you said righty. I just realized I screwed that up. Why did I have him as a lefty? Who? I was reading lefty splits. Ignore the splits I just gave, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. Uh, it's gonna happen. Uh, hey, at least we got all the pitchers right today uh, on this crazy yeah, slide. So um, I like the Dodgers. It's kind of an under-owned stack. We played a bunch of them against Lamette and uh, hope we get a, a bad Lamette start and the Dodgers do Dodgers things. So that's kind of how I'm approaching this game. Not going to get to a lot of pitchers, although I agree, I, I'd rather get to some Kershaw uh, as a pivot uh, off of Bauer. If you were going to go that route, I don't think I'm going to go that route very often today and a really tough matchup against these, these Padres who are just loaded with power. Um got anything else left on this slate or do you want to get out of here i uh, do you think it may, on the offensive side do you think it makes sense to maybe build with some padres against uh kershaw there they don't look like they're drawing much ownership at all yeah i think a low owned uh tatis at 5600 uh, people see the matchup with kershaw and they'll just go elsewhere so you go like tatis and maybe uh all is kind of expensive maybe like tatis myers or tatis nola myers or machado like you take one of machado and Tatis and grab another cheaper guy. And there could be like your five, two or five, three stack. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting with some of the lefties in that lineup, like a Grisham kind of struggles in the, in the split, if I'm remembering correctly, Moreland much better against righties. So it's taking some of that out. Uh, Hosmer was uh, not having him in that lineup. He's fairly capable against lefties. So that's going to hurt him a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think we can definitely build with some Padres there. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys watching. We are uh, a couple minutes late. NFL guys will be coming up, not on this channel, but on the Osmo YouTube channel. Make sure you check that show out. Showdown rankings are free. Hit the like button on the way out. Terry and I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>